Greetings and welcome to Inside Baseball with Old Chestnut. I'm Liam Allen with more sex. How you doing, MB? I'm doing great. Just great. How about yourself? I have no complaints. Uh, it's a lovely Sunday here in the Northeast. It's chilly. It feels like fall. Um, market got clubbed on Friday. You said Wednesday, but we, we got Friday, so I'm not complaining. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed well, I, that. I really enjoyed Friday. Is it clubbing? Yeah. Of the baby seals? Yeah. 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 Well, f- first and foremost, uh, I, you know, I thought Monday, Tuesday, they were going to beat him to death. And I, uh, they ran that one right up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, this trader doesn't got a trade. And uh, I'm synthetically short, right? I'm, I'm waiting to buy. So that may be a foreign concept to people who have to be involved every second of the day. But not old chestnut. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so how do you want to proceed? There's all sorts of things we can talk about. I, you know, we, we had a little off the cuff comment about Matt Damon <laughs> and lo and behold, the next day. Whacked her. <laughs> yeah. What was her name? Car uh, something? Yeah. 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 Her dad was a, an attorney, uh, Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So, um, I, that introduces an interesting concept to me. Are you familiar with chestnut syndrome? Nope, I am not. Well, there's this Navy SEAL. I think his name is Goggins. And you can go and YouTube him. Okay. And he talks about what happens to a man when he loses self-esteem and doesn't have guts and no backbone. Because 
I'm sure I got this anatomy right. Is a boy turns into his man, the testicles descend into mm-hmm. the scrotum. Mm-hmm. And over time, when a man like Gensler doesn't have any backbone, the testicles go up, mm-hmm. ascend back up into your chest. And that's what he calls chestnut syndrome. So mm-hmm. uh, there's a cure for that. Uh, I'd suggest you go to YouTube and look up. Okay. I think it's David Goggins or mm-hmm. Navy Seal Goggins chestnut. Mm-hmm. But why am I picking on the um, impotent um, cuckold Gary Gensler again? Is because he went after somebody mm-hmm. who represented an investment. And he dished out the unconscionably large fine of $1 million. Crushing, crushing blow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but seriously, I mean, who the fuck are we kidding here? Dude, it's embarrassing. Um, well, they got they got Martha Stewart years ago. All right. She's a real, that was a real good well, She did time. She, she did time. time. Yeah. Martha you know, did it, time. <laughs> and that's not easy because the bar's, are um, vertical and the blinds are horizontal. I mean, that talk about stress. You know, we we ride our bike by where she stayed a number of oh, times. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Both yeah. by her house and uh, around the corner. Yeah. The in, in fact, in fact, when Dudley was here, he set the uh, PR by Martha, and <laughs> really? I was yeah, and I was on his wheel, and I think I was number two. <laughs> Oh, back back when I could ride, I, mm-hmm. I I don't think I'm the only one who's suffering. Um, a listener and good friend of the show, uh, Tom and Jen, mm-hmm. were out at Gimbal's yesterday, and apparently <laughs> Jen dropped a bunch of the A riders. <laughs> it's <laughs> the, November or it's October. Okay. No, it's never October in Gimbal's. Okay, and the right. and the and the abject humiliation mm. on some of these guys mm, good. must good. have been yeah I, I teach them a fucking lesson i'm a big fan of women without women nothing gets done right right i mean uh, do you agree yep. you agree with yep. that so, uh-huh. um there's been a lot of internet traffic uh not just people stealing our information mm-hmm. that's been we did for a while. we did we did get a couple of hat tips which mm-hmm. i appreciate Yep. But that other person who's been following us now that works for major news, mm-hmm. um, let's start getting the hat tip. Or uh, mm-hmm. I know Mike, and uh, he doesn't take well to people copying other people's stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, um, enough said uh, mm-hmm. about that. Um, in other news. Uh, How's that work? You can yeah. just send him a message on the terminal and you can say, I prefer Mike, not. I, little, okay. I prefer not to say. I, Understood. I, Thank you. You know, okay. I I have. Idea. He. I told you. He, he and I got to know each other when he stopped the toll-free numbers and we got no <laughs> argument over it. I mean, circa 1984. <laughs> Jeez. Um, but uh, bringing it to. Um, modern day, you know, there's mm-hmm. been some scuttlebutt about the talk of a platinum subscription. Indeed. And um, unbeknownst to you, I've been working on this with the marketing department. Okay. And so uh, seeing as you're busy, I'm busy, I thought I would sketch out some of the details here with you and, and 
nothing's finalized yet, but, but, you know, off, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, sidebar, you and I can, but, but I thought what we would do would be, uh, we'd have an introductory class of platinum subscribers. Okay. You know, a, a, an example of that obviously would be, uh, uh, uncle Mark. Understood. Uh, Lena Kim. Okay. Um, Cash Bandercoot. Yep. Yep. Uh, and, and a host of others. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we, we have an introductory class. Mm -hmm. And then because it's no fun unless someone's feelings are hurt, <laughs> you have to be introduced. So okay. you can't, you can't yeah. vote yourself in. Right. right. Because what fun is it if everyone's included, right? Right. They're like pledges and they need a sponsor. Yeah. So someone would probably ask, well, what do I get when I get a, a, a platinum subscription? Fair question. Well, f so I came up with a few ideas. Um, let me see if I can find them. Tell, tell me what you think. They get free copy of the weekly newsletter. Okay. <laughs> They get 15% off the merch store. Okay. Um, and then we're going to have some guest speakers. I've already lined up a, a bunch of them. First one is going to be uh, Stevie Cohn talking about business ethics. <laughs> Kathy Wood, uh, her topic's going to be fact versus fiction in the bull market. <laughs> Bobo's going to talk about how to find a soulmate late in life. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and um, I already mentioned Gary Gensler is going to talk about <laughs> chestnut syndrome. Okay. And then DJ Sal, you know, how to tap into your artistic side while running a world-class investment bank. All of and, what about Ray? You can have Ray. <laughs> Ray's got some time on his hands now. Retired, retired Ray? <laughs> nah, I don't think so. He said he's going to teach. Yeah, those who can do. You know, Ray. Ray. Ten years too late, Ray. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's. They'll all, be, where... they'll all be here in Greenwich on on Tuesday morning. So maybe we could launch the platinum subscription because they're really? doing the yeah they're doing the Bloomberg Economic Forum from Greenwich on Tuesday morning. I, I caught it on the radio on Friday morning. First of all, I was outraged that we weren't invited. Okay, because they've got like literally, I think, dude, I think they have Ray, and I think they've got Kathy. Okay, so they're gonna be down. I don't know where. Let's <laughs> are they gonna do it from the like the dock at, at Roger Sherman Park? in in the mud um so you know i i'm the first one to admit when i make a mistake i, I mean not in my trading because i never take a loss <laughs> but in terms of doing saying things that are incorrect um you know i i think i fess up um but i i did want to make a point just for a little street cred as to what you and I have accomplished is we reached the golden 150,000 download mark. Okay. Can you imagine? No. Can no. you imagine? I was excited um, about like 200 back in the day. <laughs> you remember? You remember? Yes. Are we going to get to a hundred? Yes. <laughs> so on July 12th of 2021, I appeared uh, without you, 
mm-hmm. on uh, Kevin Muir's uh, market huddle. Mm-hmm. And I told them I was moving to all cash. And I heard snickers in the background. I know you were there. You watching my back the whole way. Mm-hmm. But I would just like to point out the 10-year note yielded a 1.366, and the S&P was 43.84. So if you fast forward to Friday, the 10-year note looked to me to be a 388. Mm. So what's that, 200 basis points? Mm -hmm. Oddly enough, the same number. I would tell EG we need to protect against the 200 basis point move in three months. Okay. And then the S&Ps were at 3653 mm. uh, on uh, Friday. And so that's down from, what did I say, 42 something? Mm-hmm. 4384. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think we, mm-hmm. you know, the comment about no actionable information, I think we can go ahead and throw that out, shall we? Fair. Yep. I mean, and, and just, just to put a cherry on the top, at no time, and you can verify this for me, at no time on July 12, 2021, was I working at a primary dealership. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody put a bug up my ass. I was going to say, I, you're not going to let that die. <laughs> why can't I tell you? Why should I? No, no, why no. Should okay. I? It's just, it's, I agree. It's just, it's just fucking obtuse. I, I know. You know, I, I mean, I can, I can go down. Hey, listen, <laughs> I'm the guy that, you know, took 10 basis points, a clean 10 basis points and missed 120 basis points. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I fucked it all up mm-hmm. nine ways from Sunday. Uh, yep. But uh, yeah, so um, anyway, enough uh, chuckles. Should we talk about the markets? Please, yes. Do, yes. do you have you, any questions start, for you, me? No, you start and you say what you want to say because there was an you you sent me an alarming email on on Friday that we can that we'll get to. Um, but you for, you let me know what stood out to you this week. If anything changed in your thinking this week, um, and, and what you saw other than because I know by Tuesday you were aggravated that they had jacked it up. Um, yeah. And I told you to relax so, and hold your line. Yeah. And, 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 and Hold the line. Uh, well, one of the good things about getting older is some of us develop patience, mm-hmm. not all. Um, but I'm getting to be a little patient. I'm getting to see more pattern recognition. I think the keto diet with the clarity of thought, by the way, to the listener who really generously tried to provide the brand name of that drink. I, I didn't post it because, uh, you know, we're not here hawking other people's products, uh, nothing personal, but if you want to learn about, you know, ketone esters, there's this thing called Google, Mm -hmm. please feel free. Um, so I don't remember, uh, from one day to the next, uh, what I had for dinner. Mm-hmm. So what I said exactly last Friday, I don't really recall, but sure. let's just bring it up mm-hmm. to warp speed here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I would say, and this sort of responds to some of the listener questions. 
I think with where we have, uh, what's that thing that I just, uh, all of a sudden everyone talks about the two-year note? It's the star <sighs> of the show lately. Unbelievable. Uh, Friday afternoon, it closed at a 431. Yep. So give or take, that's up 430 basis points in six or nine months, right? Okay. Now, the curve's flattened, so the longer rates aren't up as much. But as I told you, my training's up, up in the front of the curve. And, and as we talked about uh, in our two-year note tutorial, it trades within a range. Yep. But um, for a number of reasons, I'm, I'm starting to, and I, and, I, and I think I have gotten clarity of the Fed. And I think what's going to happen is this. Uh, my guess, and I haven't double-checked these numbers because this is free and that would involve work, and I have a big thing about doing work, but it sounds like the Fed's got a 75 in November, a 50 in December, and a 25 in January, plus or minus, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. If we get those, and I, and I think we probably will, but that's it. I think we get those and they're like, no mas. Um, there was an article that Leslie sent you and I just before we went to, to uh, mm -hmm. begin the podcast that there's some economists talking about the Fed may slow, mm -hmm. they may wait. And, and so uh, maybe this is going to get out uh, in front of me. But... Uh, I think they're pretty committed for a number of reasons to finish this, quote, tightening cycle. And the reason why I think they're going to be done is uh, the following, okay? I think that, number one, you, you've gone from a problem of low rates to what arguably or historically normal rates. I mean, I, I can't debate whether a 388 tenure is the right number, but it's, it's back within the realm of normalcy, right? And yeah. certainly yeah. a it's not certainly a, a 432 year note, who no one's complaining about that, right? So sure. all, all of a sudden those rates are kind of real. Um but uh you know I like to look uh at economic stuff and there's certain things that I don't focus on all of them all the time, but I like to pick and choose. Mostly I pick the ones that suit me, suit sure. my view, right? Say, yeah, Why not, right? right? Right, Yeah, exactly. yeah. Confirmation so, bias. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all those things, of course, being purely scientific. You know, I was heartbroken when I realized all those psychiatric studies done years ago, like the Stanford study or the marshmallow test and all those things, they were all phony. Oh, I didn't know. Every single one of them, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. Um, I'm sure Gary Gensler was involved. <laughs> Stop it, please. Um, okay, back to the facts. So the Fed, rightly so, is addressing the inflation situation. And Milton Friedman said it's always and ev everywhere a monetary phenomenon, which, by the way, I, I still don't understand. Uh, and, and frankly, I I don't really care. 
Um, but the bottom line is this. There, the money supply M2 is dropping. I haven't checked the velocity of money, but I would suspect that's dropping too, which means there's less money in circulation. Mm -hmm. Quantitative tightening is slowly but surely starting to add up. Okay. Um, but we're seeing other things that are real life example. For instance, uh, last week we spoke about how the drop in the value of a home has a much significant impact on consumer mm -hmm. psychology. And, mm -hmm. and, and whoever linked to that comment, thank you very much. That, that's a first for me, being well-treated on the internet. Um, so thank you for that. Um, lumber prices have come down a great deal. Oddly enough, home prices in various regions Let's take Arizona, one I'm familiar with. That's off a solid 20%. Yep, yep, yeah. Uh, you know, there's that meme. Did you send it to me? It's it's like two couples talking to a prostitute, I mean, real estate broker. And um, he said, we'd like to see something less expensive. And the broker says, I'll show you this house tomorrow. Exactly. That's fucking awesome. It is. I'd like to post that on the website, but I'm too busy putting up pictures of me, of me rock climbing. You want, you want to put pictures of yourself up? Start your own podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm still, I've got those two lovely pictures of you and Amy, or actually one lovely picture of you and Amy and one with your emotional support group. <laughs> exactly. Some good guys. They're great guys. They're great guys. Um, so anyway, uh, lumber's lower. Huge car prices have collapsed. Huge. I saw that, yep. Um, home values, as I mentioned. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing to me uh, is, and I'm getting this from Zero Hedge, but apparently consumer credit numbers, meaning people using credit cards, mm -hmm. has exploded. I'm sure. So if everyone's flush, with all the stimmy money, why are they using their credit cards? Mm -hmm. So I, I, I think that the stuff's starting to bite. And certainly in Europe, I mean, if you don't know by now, it's going to be a cold winter in Europe and in mm -hmm. the Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Did you see they blew up that bridge? I did. Yep. Yeah. Who's, that? Who's I mean, they? Uh, well, I have an alibi. Okay. Um, I, I blame it on the Jews. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Everything but, else. <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, to, to, to be honest with you, I'm surprised Putin's still alive. Uh, I totally agree. Uh, again, give it time. I think. Well, it's, you know, once KGB, always KGB. So he's, yeah. he's, yeah. but, but, uh, you know, uh, he's 70. Let me ask you, know, you a question. You were worried about you were you, you expressed concern about India and Pakistan shooting off nukes. Well, this was like twenty years ago. You don't. So you have no concerns about Joe um, 
saying that like you know whatever he whatever his comment was on Friday night that we're like this is a doomsday scenario. I, or, I'm not a, like, I'm not excited about a bunch of guys farting around with nuclear weapons. Okay. I mean, and anything anything can go mm-hmm. sideways. Okay. Um, you know, I'd like to think I have, I I think I have some understanding of the United States system of command and control of the nuclear process. Okay. Which is why, you know, I have no opinion, but for all the people who hated Trump and was convinced he was going to launch the missiles, that just wasn't going to happen. Right. That's just yep. not how that thing works. Mm-hmm. Do the Russians have something similar? I, I mean, I, I, I would assume so, but I, you know, I don't know. Right. Um, mostly, because I think if Putin was going to go that route, mm-hmm. the generals would just take him outside and have yeah. a little chat with him. And all of a sudden it would be, you know, new, new Putin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. Putin's on the roof. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, well, I don't want to be concerned. Okay. Well, cause you know, mm-hmm. the two things that scare me, one of them is nuclear war. Right. 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 Um, so, uh, um, anyway, we've talked about lumber, used car prices, credit card debt, home values. Um, one thing I asked a potential platinum subscriber who we've been emailing with recently, not, I said potential, mm-hmm. um, because the, um, unemployment rate dipped to tenths, right. Mm-hmm. But in, uh, not having a degree in economics, uh, I, and again, being lazy, I'm kind of wondering what kind of change in the participation rate you need to get that, uh, unemployment rate up. Right. Cause if, if, if you're not in, if you're not out looking for a job, you're, you're not unemployed. Now I know one Liam Allen has claimed the people that left because of COVID aren't coming back. Now I, you know, maybe you're right, maybe you're wrong, but what I'd love to know is if a million people come back into the labor force mm-hmm. and are looking for a job, what does that do to the unemployment rate? I mean, yep. does it take it up a percent? I, I don't know. But I, I got news for you. By this time next year, 20% of the staff on Wall Street will have been laid off. Wow. Yeah. This is just, yeah. Okay. Just because they ain't making any money. And, you know, the guy at the top with the artistic, Talent spin records needs his seventeen million odd. Yeah, yeah. Um, They've already whispered so. that they took away two weeks ago. They took away the free lunch or the free breakfast in the or free coffee in the lobby. So once for, when the coffee goes and the lunch goes, next thing is the employees. So we, we, I've been in that lobby. I never got offered any free coffee, but they do have their own line at the Shake Shack. So if you work there and you okay, ridiculous. did you did you know that? I did. It's ridiculous. It's one of the perks. Then you can work there for 18 years as a woman, <laughs> make managing director, and then write a book about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, all right. So, so that that participation number, that so that unemployment number and that participation number, those two, those are two key. They're 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 linked. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. and and once again, keeping in mind, you know, I. To be honest with you, I don't know how I ever achieved what I achieved because I seem to know 
so little about so many different things. Ninety percent is just showing up, you know. You just gotta show there, up. There, there you go. But I know that if you're not looking for a job, you're not unemployed. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I have yeah. a number of relatives like like that, by the way. But um, Jeez, I, I know it's. No. It, I'm sorry. I'm so. Do you want to start over? No. And we can no. just we can just wait because it's bound to crash. Oh, Jesus! You asked to transcribe this thing. Imagine we transcribed this thing and people read it. Jesus Christ! Yeah. All so right, I, go I, ahead, I please. okay. Listen, I I I. I want to I want I want to focus because mm-hmm. I feel strongly about something and I'd like to get it across. Okay. So, we just talked about the rate structure. So you got a 4.3% to your note, right? Something like that. You got a 3 um 88 10-year note that I say. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're getting to more normal levels in interest rates. And I think they're I think they're starting to bite. They bite in different ways. I mean, so for every borrower, it hurts, but for every saver, it's a plus. And I noticed it, it, my quarter end statement, I'm getting interest mm-hmm. on cash balances, right? Yep. So that's a positive. You know, for people that have been borrowing money at very low rates, it's it's going to be a problem, and that mm-hmm. I think that's going to be be difficult. Um, but I think in reality, once the market sees that the things we're looking at here, and there's a host of others, I, you know, there's intermodal shipping, mm-hmm. there's the cargo stuff. Plummeted, plummeted. You know, the, those things are coming down. Now, I mean, yeah, a stake in New York City is still 80 bucks, but these things take, these things take some time, okay? But the market is a forecasting tool, right? And so um, I don't know why they did this, but Bloomberg has made the forward curve screen unforwardable. And um, why, I don't know. But uh, using old school technology, I took a picture of it. Nice. And um, so if you look at... um, what did I say the tenure note was? A three eighty eight. Three eighty eight. Yep. Okay. So if you look at the the tenure note, ten years forward, it's like a three fifteen, meaning they think the rate's going to be lower in a year. Mm-hmm. Well, if you thought rates, the inflation was picking up, why would the forward rate be lower? If you thought inflation was going to pick up. Why would be gold gold be sinking faster than mm-hmm. gold? Um, uh, so I, I my this is my approach to what we're going to do here. I, I I think that you know there was the paperwork, there was the Morris Sachs Paperwork Reduction Act of 2013, mm-hmm. and I've been cleaning up all my messes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And and uh, what I'd really like to do is uh, come out of the next six months with the traditional 60-40 portfolio and then just ride my bike until, uh, you know, I decide I want to do something. Okay. Okay. And I think this is setting up pretty nice for this. So the fixed income stuff is the stuff that I traffic in 
And I, so I'm very comfortable with that. And I've already accumulated and, you know, it's the stuff I've talked about. I know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm pretty much getting, I'm not at 40% yet, but I'm, I'm within spitting distance of it. Okay. Which leaves for me the hard part, which is the, the stocks. Yeah. Okay. So to that end, uh, you know, I've been focusing for better or worse on this Schiller PE ratio. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't, to be honest with you, it's another one of these things. I just kind of grabbed it. My understanding is it has some relation to rates and where you are in the economic cycle. Okay. But it's very high and it, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's too high to look at with any comfort. Okay. So I took some more traditional metrics, whether it's today's price earnings ratios or a forward price earnings ratio. And when I say forward, I I don't know what that means. I just Mm -hmm. grabbed it off a website that Uncle Mark sent me. Now, these are are much more uh, traditional metrics that people look at. And the numbers don't look terrible, okay? I'm never going to say they're cheap, but they don't, they don't look bad. And what I'm thinking and hoping is everybody knows October is a seasonally weak month Mm -hmm. and the market's down 21, 22%. So there's going to be some, the tax loss selling. Now I don't, I know if you sell something to take a loss, you can't buy the same thing back for 30 days. Okay. So if that was it in in a vacuum, you would say, well, they're going to sell, push the price down, and then 30 days they'll come back and buy it. But I don't, I think anyone with brains is going to do it a little differently. They're going to sell Ford and buy GM Mm -hmm. or, or. Yeah, you know, and yeah, yeah. yeah, something, something like that. So I don't know that that's a net sale, but what I do know is, uh, when your house just dropped twenty percent overnight, and your neighbor is losing his job, right? Uh, I, you've already talked about the credit card debt going up. Mm-hmm. Consumer spending is two thirds of the economy. Mm-hmm. I, I think. I think between now and the end of the month, we should probably get a pretty decent sell-off, which is going to get me close to my, you know, two hundred week moving average, and then I'm gonna, then I'm gonna commit some capital. I, I'm never gonna put it all in at once. I'll probably never put it all in because I just, I'll, I'll just, you know, crumble under under the pressure. But I, I'm pretty committed to to putting a significant portion in. Keeping in mind, I, I like to have liquidity, and so and I have real estate, which I need to adjust because that has some beta to mm-hmm. to um, to the equity market. But that's kind of how I see it playing out. And what I really think could turn things around and make this a pretty sweet setup is, and this falls under the purview of potential uh, premium subscriber, Leslie Harris, 
which is foreign exchange. Mm -hmm. Okay. So just to be blunt, he's nailed the call on the currency. Okay. Even, you know, our fierce competitor, Kevin Muir, has thrown in the towel on that one. Okay. So kudos to Kevin for mm -hmm. admitting that, although somehow I think Lena just shamed him into it, but that's that's for another day. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I think what's going to happen, keeping in mind Leslie's the expert, okay, at some point Europe is going to decide it's got an inflation problem it needs to address, and they're going to have to get their rates to more normal rates, okay? You can't have the U.S. have a 430 two-year note. I don't know what their two-year note yields, but I mean, if it was above 1%, I'd be surprised. I should mm -hmm. know, and I, and I don't, so shame on me. But um, if these foreign countries decide that their currencies are too weak one way to curb inflation is to firm up their currencies. And if the dollar weakens, if the dollar mm -hmm. weakens, that's going to be, I think, an explosion to uh, meaning up. What do you kids call it when something goes well, blow up? I, I misunderstood that for a long time, by the way. But I think that if people decide the dollar is going to weaken, that should put a huge bid into risk assets, equities, credit. I'm not even going to talk about the precious metals because I got no street cred there. But it, it makes a lot of sense. Now, Leslie has talked about there's a meeting in Bali and there's not going to be a Bali accord. And I, I don't know why there would be because everyone hates each other. Right. But um, I I was around, I, I was trading at Aubrey Lanson the day of the Plaza Accord, and the, the fucker moved the market. I mean, it was one of a handful of days where I saw the two-year note go up in price and the long bond go down in price, not only simultaneously, but at the same time. It was really something. Yeah. <laughs> Enough with the jokes. Um, yeah. So, uh, what weakens I, that dollar? What weakens the dollar? Well, they raised Japan raises its rates. Okay. Ger Germany raises its rates. Okay. You know, right. yeah, that, I mean, it's it's not that hard. Yeah. If people decide the Fed is done tightening. Forget about easing. Forget. I don't need. I like this constant pivot. I'm pivot. sick of that fucking word. I don't need that. Okay. okay. Yep. But if 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 old chestnut's right, and what you're gonna get baked in the cake, that's gonna help weaken the dollar a little bit. Mm -hmm. But what would would really give it a kick and a tailwind would be if Canada raised rates. And Germany and then you know G seven and all those guys started. ECB is not going to have a choice. Like the, the the inflation I saw, like the Netherlands was fourteen percent year over year. It's I mean it's 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 runaway. It's 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 runaway inflation. Um, yeah. Europe is Europe has many a problem that Europe has always handled high inflation and high unemployment really well. <laughs> yeah. Jeez.
Yeah. So um, I don't know if I've gotten every point across I wanted to, but I, I, so I guess so you're making a bullish pivot. That's your bullish pivot. End I'm, of the month. End of the month. I'm turning the oil tanker. I'm starting to turn the oil tanker. Okay. And I mean, this is a big deal for me because I've spent my entire life hating stocks. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I honestly didn't know if you were joking when you said 60-40. I thought the 60-40 has been buried and completely taken behind the barn and shot. Here we are. Well, You're going to resuscitate it. So I don't know what the number is, but I did see this has been the fourth worst year in the bond market since like 1700 something. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> since and <parchment>. then, <laughs> yeah, since they started not using the abacus, um, right. the, uh, the equity thing, you know, uh, I keep going back to that confusion of confusions. Right. And they talk about, you have the mighty tree, and a branch dies and another branch forms. And what I like about some of these ETFs, a very few number of the ETFs, because I... Thank you. Okay. You get the survivorship bias. So, yeah, maybe like, you know, Leslie, Kevin, a few of these guys, EG, they've been good at picking stocks. Mm -hmm. And and actually, Lisa... Off that list. Thank you. Go ahead. I'm sorry. That's all right. I hate to I hate to be too personal. That's fine. Lisa actually did a study, and um, I, I did better than I thought. But really, uh, I'm still well. I'm unconvinced, but okay. uh, more research is necessary. But um, you know, you've had such a destruction of wealth. You've had a total blow up of the sixty forty. You got bonds back to not stupid levels, okay? You've got, uh, so I said bonds back to not stupid levels. You have stocks, you know, another good downdraft. They'll be fair, you know, more fair value. Uh, You've had a destruction in um, investor psychology. I mean, Leslie send me things saying people are calling these things Lehman moments and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, it's like grow up. If, if you think you're in a Lehman moment, you weren't, you weren't there. Like if you, if you remember the sixties, you weren't there kind of thing. Same same idea. So, uh, yeah. So I, I think it's all lining up pretty good. Now that article I talked about, Leslie sent, uh, it came out in the wall street journal Saturday morning. And that's the voice, uh, and that guy's the microphone for the Fed. Anything I, that I guess, you know, it shifts around, but that, that you know, if they if they ever want to do an investigation on leaking of information and stuff please. like that, they don't have to look too far. Yeah, please. Um, so uh, I, that might give the market a, a bump and stuff like that, but I don't think, I don't think the low is in yet uh i would never try and predict the low mm-hmm. the reason i don't think the low's in is because you haven't heard howard marks 
talk about stuff and you haven't had Stanley Druckenmuller talk about stuff. You know, trust me, when they're talking about fair value, they're they're full. They're loaded up to the gills, right? <laughs> oh, okay. And I mean, but but in all fairness, have you heard a peep out of Howard Marks? No, no. no, no. And you know why? It's because he's sitting at the desk buying shit, looking mm -hmm. for bargains. Mm -hmm. He's too busy to write a memo telling everyone, hey, front run me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's not that complicated a business. You find something you like, you build a position up in it, and then you tell everybody you know. Or it's frowned upon. It's not how it works. <laughs> what was that thing you said? Um, masturbating on an airplane? It's not illegal. It's frowned upon. <laughs> what? What? I, I am not the source of that. <laughs> Nor have I you, heard that. <laughs> it's a line from a movie. You, oh, kids, okay. you kids, do you know what movies are? <laughs> please. Please, please, please. Um, speaking of movies, all right, I, all right. Are we done? So you're gonna pivot. You're you're pivot. You're bullish. End of the month, November first. Morris is buying stocks. This is not investment advice, right? <laughs> okay. All investment involves risk. Yes. Right. Indeed. Yeah. But I'm 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 tempted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was very disturbing to me because I, you know, we, you, you and I and another and one of your esteemed colleagues had a, a discussion on Saturday morning where you said, you said enough, enough emails. I, I have a, I have a, a yeah. thought, and I, I have something yeah. that I, yeah, and I totally understood that because the, to the over, over the paralysis by over analysis, the more stuff you read and like it, it totally distracts you from your thesis and your conviction, the more you read, but it, like you, you, I'll give you so much credit for saying enough. I, I've made up my mind. Oh, thank this you. is what I want to talk about. And I don't need these distractions. Um, and that's just fascinating. I, I hope yeah. it wasn't disrespectful. No, I, I mean, no, I appreciate no, no, no. getting all the information, but especially when it comes to the podcast, like it, it's, yep. it's a little bit assholic. I mean, I think my family, they listen and they support me in it, but, you know, I think everyone understands that, it, you know, it's you and me and we're just kind of farting around having a good time. But, you know, for better or worse, um, if I'm sober, I don't like to sound stupid. And so what I try and do is as showtime gets closer, come together with kind of a thought process of how I want to present information. And what I found was if I talk too much about it, to my friends or colleagues totally. is as you get close to the show, then it's like, I can't remember what I talked about, what I didn't talk about. And it, yep. it, for me, it, it ruined the flow of the show. And yep. so early yesterday, I got this whole thing in my mind with where's the fed, where's the economy, what rate price, what rate hikes are priced in, and, and and I felt really good about it. And so that's why I kind of wanted to yeah. end that. Um, there is one situation. I don't know if we have time. I don't know if, we've, we've if, we've if we're kicking a dead horse. Mm -hmm. But I want to – it's an object lesson in cryptocurrency, okay? And this is two real-life examples. I know by now everyone knows I think – this crypto stuff is arsenic mm -hmm. at best. At worst, it's mm -hmm. worse. 
So there were two things that happened, one in the crypto world and one in the Morris Sachs world, which I think is, is an excellent, excellent example and why I'd like to present it to you, if please, I may. Please. So uh, the easy one is Bit, Bitfinance, Bitnance, Binance. Binance, okay. Binance, yeah. So they had $500 million, also known as half a billion dollars, yeah. go missing. I, as of yet, I've not heard of a recovery, mm-hmm. um, but I'm sure, you know, yeah. I'm sure the guys who took it, they'll return it. It'll all be fine. And in some way, you know, Matt Damon and Kim Kardashian and Michael Novogratz will spin it as it's positive for Bitcoin. Okay. So on, the, on that hand, you had 500 million go missing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's talk about Morris Sachs, who deals in old school, you know, QCIP numbers and securities that deliver. Okay. So. Uh, early last week, um, uh, my crack team of Muni guys saw one of my bonds that I like. Somebody was trying to sell, and they looked they looked pretty cheap. So, um, as I told you, levels are getting to look attractive to me. So I I, I bought a chunk of the things, and um, you know, last week. Uh, was a Jewish holiday, right? So mm-hmm. I bought the bonds, and for whatever reason, the guy selling them to me wanted delayed settlement. So there's traditional settlement rules. So like treasuries settle next day, muni settle two days, stocks settle two days now, options settle. Okay. So because of the holiday, the guy didn't want to settle the bonds on a Jewish holiday. Because it's considered work, and I'm like, yep, yep, okay, yep, I'll, yep, I'll, okay, I'll buy it a day later. So, a day later, the Muni guys come to me and said, "Hey, look, you can sell those bonds you just bought, and buy the same credit. It's five years longer maturity. Okay, you pick up yield, and you pick up convexity." And you take out money, which is the holy grail of these things. Mm-hmm. Just just pro tip, the treasury market inverts, right? You know, the 30 years of lower yield and 10 year. The muni market, God knows why, it never it doesn't invert like that. So the, mm-hmm. the 30 year always yields more. Okay. So I do that trade. So the bond I bought, day whatever, okay. Tuesday. Yep. Whatever. Yeah, I yeah. sell two days later. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I bought it for delayed and I sold it for regular settlement. So what that meant was I wasn't actually going to own that bond. It was coming in and it was going out. And the only difference was there was a little more coming into Old Chestnut than Old Chestnut was paying out, which is always a good thing. <laughs> but the way I've set my accounts up, I do the muni stuff with the muni guys, and then I keep the securities in a major New York money center bank. Okay. Just old school, safer. Okay. So when 
the major New York money center bank gets the buy of an unusual bond and the sell of an unusual bond to settle the same day at two different prices, all sorts of bells and whistles go off because what the fuck is this? Now, if you're in the treasury market and you trade $50 billion back and forth all day, the first thing they do is they net everything. And then they figure out who owes what to who. And it's a standard procedure. But this was a little unusual. So the the bank involved wanted to make sure, you know, there wasn't money laundering going on. Mm-hmm. That was a legitimate transaction. And it took them four or five hours to process it because they, they hadn't seen it. And yeah. initially, when the account representative uh, called me up and said, you know, what's going on you know this is a bit of an issue and i i i went back and apologized i was a little bit rude because to me you know being a treasury guy it's like it's just just a fucking pair off um and 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 it's because it's a fucking pair off but but you know upon reflection that's that time of year for my people upon reflection I realized that in their world, it was unusual. So they wanted to make sure it was right. So why do I bring this up? I bring it up because people are given money to, to bit finance, bit fuck, whatever you want to call these things. Who's watching them? Nobody. Somebody goes to a money center bank, you know, that they call they got they hey they got rules yeah right yeah, and yeah, yeah. where do you want your money you want your money where there's rules yep like they said in John Wick without rules we we live with the animals speaking and of living with the animals <laughs> speaking of living with the animals yeah you had enough with the two little ones <laughs> no please the little one doesn't do anything. He doesn't bother me. Yeah. <laughs> it's the two-year-old that's a terror. Um, oh. the, 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 you said, I sent you that email about, remember you, you, we, you touched on a couple weeks about a couple weeks ago about hostile work environment and the woman at Goldman Sachs and knowing what she got into. And I sent you that email of the hand signals that they use, used to use. Oh, at the, the board of trade. Yes. Oh my God. That brought back memories. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you sent me, and and you can find it on the internet. There's mm-hmm. they show all the hand signals. Yep. It, so what you sent me was, they would signal which broker was doing something. So Drexel would be, you'd hold your hand and you point your finger in it like a drill. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Yep. Yep. There was a there was a um a broker called GNP. So it would be like like this <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. um uh tom baldwin was a local so his symbol would be like this like yep, pretend no like hair. you have no hair okay, wow. okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. then so that was the information coming out of the pit mm-hmm. not quite the most important stuff the important stuff was the flashing of the buy and sell that was fucking wicked hard and as Leslie said, 
there is no margin for error. So you're in a room filled with limit up testosterone, How yelling many and screaming. On that floor? That's a you got a thousand well, people probably. Well, there were three hundred people in the bond pit. Jesus there were there were multiple times I was lifted off the floor. My feet were not touching the floor. I was jammed between people. Amazing. So so and you should look this up on that website that you found it because it's pretty cool. So yeah, yeah. I, there would be guys on the phone, and um, you know my job would be to look at two or three of them out of 80, right? And, and so you'd be quoting the market because you could hear. With your hand. Right? With, with, with your, your hand, hand. yeah. Yep. So this would be like 8-bit uh, at 9, 8-bit yeah. at 9. You'd be going to the guy on the phone, and he'd be talking to the broker, and the guy would say, pay 9 for 500. And so the guy on the phone would look at me and go, 9 for 500. Wow, yeah. And I would turn to my broker, and I would say, Nine bit five hundred, and he would buy them, and I would look at the guy when I was filled. You you bought you you bought five hundred at nine, and like it was just so much of this uh, gesticulating that for a couple of years, when I went to trade on the desk, the cash desk, I was still twitching with like like the signing yeah so you would get weird things like so 10 would be you would take one finger and point to your forehead Mm -hmm. okay so if you went like this forehead chin that's 16 what the fuck man and okay yeah 10 and six yeah 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 yeah. on top of that you had a deck of paper orders from retail clients it was just fucking chaos and we may have talked about this, but at the end of the day, okay, they would sweep the floor and they would keep the garbage for a week or two because when orders would get filled, like I would have, I would have the deck of the, the you'd have buys and sell stops below, you'd have sells and buy stops above. We can talk about what that means for those who don't know later, but is the market moved and we got close to these orders, I would be handing the paper order into the broker and he would fill it. Okay. And he would tell me who he did it with. So I would look, I would get the guy's badge number, his clearinghouse number. I'd endorse it. And then literally just throw it on the floor. Wow. And people would be running around, picking up these papers off the floor. And so they kept the garbage yeah. because if an order went missing, you, you, you knew it was somewhere. Incredible. Dude, yeah. I tell you what, I, I was in my, I must have been late teens, early 20s. I was in fucking heaven. I was getting what paid. What year is this? So this is what, 80? Yeah, uh, yeah. 70, 80? No, no, 80, okay. 81, 82. Okay, oh, 81. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it, I'm, I'm telling you, it was Fat City. I, I was living at home. That part wasn't so great. But I'd take the train. I'd get off, at, you know, uh, LaSalle and Jackson, or yeah. um, uh, Jackson walk up to LaSalle, 
you know, I'd have uh, breakfast at Sign of the Trader. And then, you know, get up to the floor, the market open, I think like at seven o'clock maybe. And then, uh, you know, on Fridays, you go down to Sign of the Trader and the brokers would just buy drinks for everyone. And, and I, you know, I'm 20, 21 years old and free drinks. I, I think once, once for sure, maybe twice, I missed my stop going home. I was like passed yeah. out. And uh, of course, yeah. um, I, I just, I, I look back on those days. Bank? Well, that was, bank, that was, no, no, that was before I, I was still okay. in college graduate school. Okay. So yeah. once I graduated, I, I had the full-time job at the bank. And, and I think somebody, now, now that you bring it up, somebody asked me the question, do I think working on the floor helped my career? And I, we have, can I, can we push network off for four more minutes? I'd like to explain something. Yeah. Okay. So a couple of things happened that I think gave me a, well, in one way, a huge advantage in one way, a a terrible disadvantage. So my father died at 46 and, you know, I think, I've made it pretty well known. It wasn't a stable environment where we grew up. And so there was a small amount of life insurance. Once, you know, uh, my dad was gone, uh, we didn't have great relationships with any relatives. So because I was an accounting major, fortunately, I kind of got put in charge of cleaning up the mess that got left behind. And so, you know, there was enough money to, you know, keep things afloat, you know, not so like my brother, I, my sister, you know, we had to work through college and all that, but, Mm -hmm. you know, it was clear that there was going to be enough money until my brother and I started working and could chip in and something like that. Okay. So part of that time, uh, I got forced into learning about investing money because at that point, you know, rates were 17, 18, 19%. And my mother, you know, had this cash and, you know, and, and, and so mm-hmm. I, I learned about, you know, how brokers work. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, um, managing a household budget. Uh, that, that kind of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. And then at the board, I learned about the mechanics of the market. So when everyone sees oil trading at minus $43 a barrel and thinks, well, I'll just buy some there and hold it. And I look at them and I'm thinking, you know, you dumb fuck. It's because when I was 18, I understood how the delivery process worked. Mm-hmm. And and so when I got to the training program at Continental, uh, you know, uh, the things I didn't have uh, were like, I hate to say it, but like I, I had to learn the commercial paper market. Took me. I was going to say half took me half a day, 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. But, but the, the bulk of the trading stuff, the buy, sell, how you write a ticket, how yeah, deliveries yeah. made, I had all that. So like I whizzed through the training program 
And, um, you know, the, the hardest part for me in the training program was I was convinced they were going to put me in municipal finance, which dreaded <laughs> it was the realm of polyester and boredom. Yeah. The, yep, claim, yep. the claim to fame was the guy who ran the department had been hit by lightning. Losses, no lightning strikes. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I, I think that while I had a very difficult maturation process growing up, uh, it did put me in a position to have great success at a very early age that I would not have had otherwise. I mean, remember, I was a long bond trader at a primary dealer at the age of 24. That that used to mean something. It doesn't mean so much now. And I'm not saying I was any good at it. I, I think the truth of the matter was I, I just lucked Came into it. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, I, but the, the thing is, like, he, I met this chess master. I think I told you a story. They wanted us to hire this chess master. And I said, oh, how do you do it? He goes, it's just pattern recognition. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And so I'm sitting in a room with world-class traders. The economists were the guys that designed the systems at the Fed, right? Yeah. And, and so, you know, I'm eager to learn things I'm interested in. I got the fucking carrot out in front of me, right? If you make money, you're going to get paid money. Mm. That was the other thing about the Board of Trade that stuck with me. It's pretty simple. You make money, you get to keep it. You lose money, you're gone. And yeah. so these whole negotiations about salary bonus or the department didn't do well or mm. yada, 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 like – I. It, it just didn't make any sense to me. I'm like, well, why would you get paid? You know, I had a guy, we went to Russia and I told you we made $20 million because I had a $25 million line. We only lost five. Right, right, right. I remember. The, the, the guy who took us around Russia calls me up like in bonus time and he says, yeah, I was kind of hoping there'd be some money. I'm like, <laughs> well, how, do, how do you come to that? He goes, well, you know, I, I drove you around. I took you. You met people, and I go. I lost five million dollars. <laughs> Thanks a lot. It, well, well, it wasn't his fault, but no, no. The, no I'm like, no. I'm like, why am I taking money yeah. from e, from EG to give to you? Or I should take less money? Why should I take less money? I mean, you know, you want yeah. you want five grand, you want ten grand, just because. But Please. you know. It's just not, that's just not the way I think. And I, I even think to this day, I'm, I'm a little harsh that way. I don't have a lot of, I don't have a lot of sympathy for, I'm not talking yeah. about grandma and grandpa I or what I'm talking about the, the day traders, the, yeah. the guy who decides he's a crypto genius and then he loses his, yeah, guess what? Yeah. That's what you signed up for. And if you didn't realize that's what you signed up for, well, you know, you must be new in town. And those, um, those if you could make it on the floor at CBOT, I mean, like, dude, I'm telling you, I, if, if, if I had the ability to go pick out segments of my life and relive three months kind of thing, 
I mean, you know, I wasn't making much money, but I was young. I was energized. Cheryl was in the city. She Mm -hmm. was career. We were, you know, so in love with each other, just having a fucking ball. And um, I I look on that back very fondly. And um, I'm glad I'm glad I, I could share that with you. No, I'm most impressed by the fact that you could you went from that Cbot, you know, analog, primitive tr- form of trading, but you learned everything there, and then you were able to transition to fully digital algorithms, sitting in an office, clicking a mouse. Okay. Do you know when I would sit in the Treasury bill traders desk when when Rico would go out, I'd go trade Treasury bills. We had a Treasury bill discount book. A fucking book. So Treasury bills traded a discount. Yeah. Hit pause, go to Wikipedia, look it up. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they traded a discount. So you you look at the discount, you look at the days to maturity, and you read across, and it gives you the yield. Okay. So we're talking about something that you can do on this nineteen ninety five nineteen dollars and ninety five cent. HP12C, which by the way, you, you've never I've returned it. to me. I've okay. got it. My daughter okay. uses it. <laughs> a book. And we had, you know, the book would be like 10 to 12%, 12 yeah. to 14, because wow. the rates that move that much. Amazing. So yeah, so to your point, going from the analog to the digital, it's it's to me that was the greatest gift of a career to see. Going from, it, they probably stopped using chalkboards at the most five years before I started. It might have been two years. Folks. Chalkboards. chalkboards. Yeah. Jesus. Two, you know, yeah. I got a Bloomberg yeah. on my fucking telephone. Oh, I know. It's, it's shocking. So anyway, I'm, I'm tired. It's time for my nap. You know, last night, last night when it, it, um, at dinner, uh, they asked, um, everyone's having coffee. I asked for Sanka and, um, <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't have any. So I, oh, I had trouble sleeping. Scathing review. <laughs> All right, pal. I really appreciate it. Your, uh, that was your, fun. Bu- your, your bullish pivot alarms me. Um, uh, but I like that you, you've added the caveat that we're going to wait and, until the end of October. I have, I haven't watch. bought anything. Thank okay. You. okay. I, I just want to make it clear. I, you I can are be resurrecting a 60-40. You're going to resurrect that's, the 60-40. That's my plan till I get hit. All right. So can we give a time frame on that? Like we'll go until Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur next year of 2023, and then we can reassess so we can use the Jewish holiday as the as the pivot? <laughs> no, I, if, I, if I don't have this thing where I want it by the middle of November, I will have come back and explained why I changed. When's Passover? For, early December? What I look Jewish? <laughs> we'll use that as our, we'll use that as our next as our next time checkpoint. Pa- pa- Passover's when Cheryl says it is. <laughs> Thanks. Good job, Fred. Well done. <laughs> Great to see you. Never miss a Sunday show. Yeah, bingo. All right, pal. Thank you. Take care. Cheers.